All right, welcome to SwitchCast Live. Thank you for joining us tonight. It is Wednesday. You already knew that, uh, but uh, we did too. That's why we're here. I have a special guest with me tonight uh, in our, our quest to educate, edify, and entertain you on the drive of your life. We are covering uh, important topics related to car ownership, acquisition, disposition, and everything in between this season. And one of those topics, which is, I guess, painful but shouldn't be, is insurance. It's something we all have to deal with. I, well, we don't have to. I guess if you drive a Nissan Altima, you don't need insurance. <laughs> um, but we're supposed to, and we definitely should, and especially if you have nice cars, you need to insure them. So with me tonight is my friend Rob Strachan of Strachan Novak, Novak Insurance. Um he did not pay to be on here. This is not a sponsorship. But, I'm here uh, for the free bourbon that I brought. <laughs> that he brought. We appreciate that. Liquid sponsorship. Uh, so he's going to be answering our questions tonight. My questions. I have a lot of them, but also your questions. So feel free to throw those into the comment flow of where you're watching. And um, Tyler will be filtering those and uh, picking the ones he sees fit to to relay to us. So we'll do our best to answer those questions. And of course, we will have our characters back tonight, including the Corvette curmudgeon and the shrewd negotiator and a couple others. So we're here to have fun and to learn a lot tonight. So Rob, give us just a quick background of your experience and why you're qualified to answer our insurance questions Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Well, um, and if you're not, just make something up. Yeah, I'm going to completely make that up at this point. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll preface by a couple things. I want to say hello to my boys. They're at home watching. Uh, they requested on my way out to say hello. Um, shout out. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> um, and then also, I'm the messenger. So be kind on the questions that you're posting because... Uh, this is an industry that a lot of people don't like, but it's a necessary evil. You know, the government makes you, right? But also, if you have nice things, you want to get them insured as well. Uh, but it doesn't have to be painful, as, as Doug mentioned. So my prior life, so I've been on the broker side for 11 years. Before that, worked with an insurance company for uh, five years out of that. And went to Ohio State, specialized in insurance. Not yeah. many people do that. So... I uh, was born into it, family uh, business, and uh, promised myself I'd never move back to Cleveland, Ohio, and I did 11, <laughs> 12 years ago with my wife, so here we are. I feel so. like a lot of Clevelanders promise themselves they'll never move back, and, and here we everybody are. I meet from here is from here. <laughs> yeah, it's so. a good place to call home. I guess I'm the idiot. I moved here from away. Yes, yes. <laughs> Chose <could> it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I picked something up in the news recently, a couple of items in the news. I'm sure you heard about this, but there was uh, Junction Auto Group, a, a Dodge Chrysler Jeep store near mm -hmm. here, had uh, three uh, SRT Dodges stolen literally right out of their showroom. They drove them through the showroom glass, <laughs> gone in 60-second style, yeah. and made off with them. And that's not um, that's not really a fantastic story. It's not a, 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 a special case right now because challengers durango's late model hemi srt dodges are getting stolen right. left and right mm -hmm. and shortly after that i read an article that major insurance companies are refusing to insure late model mopar products 
as well as 2011 or newer Kias and Hyundais because of the theft rates. Like, yeah. I guess with the Kias and Hyundais, you can basically just plug in a USB cable and there's the TikTok challenges and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So they're just they're so easy to steal that they're getting completely blackballed. Yes. How, tell us yeah. your perspective on, 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 on that. On the insurance world, on the insurance perspective. So obviously insurance companies aren't in the business to pay a lot of claims, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they do, right? That's the contract. If they insure something, there's a loss, they make you whole or indemnify you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as these claims continue to come up, they're 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 seeing a track record and they're not blackballing all of the the those cars it's certain areas certain demographic areas gotcha. that they're saying hey certain if you have a car codes. in this zip okay. code we're not going to insure you but so, junction auto group is in like a nice not a nice area it's in a so, farm area like that's not if if i if, guess a zip code you would think that they would get stolen from so um if you are an ins- if if you are the insurance company, right, and yeah. say hey, I'll, I'll give you a thousand dollars for the year, and you insure my seventy five thousand dollar car, it might get stolen, and there's a trend of st- getting stolen. Would you put up that bet? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't insure anybody. I would never go <laughs> into the insurance business. Period. Um, <laughs> so yes, to answer your question, insurance companies are combating it with almost just saying, "Hey, we're not going to insure you." We're not going to insure those cars. So it's a huge so problem. So if you buy a Challenger Hellcat, how do you get insurance? So I'm sure you probably know just as well as I do, or probably more, those uh, those automakers, are half, are, they're, they're backpedaling, right? So they're doing updates on the chips. They're, uh, <laughs> I read something that, uh, I think Kia, I think it's Kia, they, um, they're giving... The club, you know, the old mm-hmm. clubs yeah, that, yeah, yeah. back in the day. I, I did read that too. <laughs> they're they're yes. giving them the police the police stations. Yes, and they're like, hey, if you have a Kia, go to the police station, you get a club get on a us. club. Yeah, or just go to eBay or your local Goodwill because they're probably <laughs> there, donated by your. It's parents. wild. So, uh, it, it's a it's a problem, but the industry, they, I, it's illegal to redline, and that's what it is. So. You know, you've got you know four four two three six or four four zero eight seven certain zip codes. Mm-hmm. You're really not allowed to say I'm not writing in that zip code. Okay, it's actually legal for insurance companies. Well, I was going to ask you so, about the legality of of redlining a particular car and just saying yeah. we won't insure that car. I, Can they do that? They are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I don't. They'll I don't make the rules. I just play by them. Right. I. It's a. It's a really fascinating. Uh, conundrum that the insurance industry is now facing but every insurance company they can decide based upon rate if they want to be aggressive right sure. so we have some insurance companies that just say like you know we just don't want youthful drivers when somebody turns 16 those rates for that you know husband wife or that family the if they're paying say three thousand dollars a year for for their like two cars mm-hmm. junior comes in at 16 years old their rates will double triple with some some insurance I'm not companies. looking forward to that. And why? Because they've actuarially looked at what's a good bet, and that's a really bad bet. But there's other insurance companies out there that do play in that. So when we get a client that has a junior coming on their policy, we shop it out because like, we have to, right? That's the right thing for the policy holder. So, right. Yeah. So to answer your question, the uh, if I owned a Kia or S, you know the Durangos in certain areas, I. <laughs> to sell them call you 
I mean, I, I, we don't typically get offered Durangos or Challengers on trade for our cars. I mean, right. like once or twice a year, we might get one in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with all this stuff in the news, it's like, I don't even want to take one in on trade. I'm going right. to lock it in the back building and park three other cars around it. It's a problem. And we've got some rare priceless stuff here, but yeah, like that would be the one I'd be worried about getting stolen. Well, you, you see it all over the place. I mean, there was just something in cleveland like three days ago that you know somebody pulled up right behind a a manual uh i think it was a uh forget what it was it was a hellcat okay and they they open up and apparently if you jiggle the the steering wheel and hit the ignition button it unlocks the the wheel and then they jump start it by pushing the car with another car and then they're gone it's fascinating that's that is really fascinating to me because do any of you know where I'm going with this? I don't think so. Okay, the 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 stick shift owners were snobs, and we say, oh, nobody will ever steal our cars because <laughs> criminals are idiots, and they can only drive automatics. To the point where, like, I'll go to the UPS in my stick shift car, the the UPS store, the UPS, and I'll like <laughs> park it outside, Xerox? door open, car running, because I'm like, ain't nobody gonna steal that, but. They do. They do. They understand bump hunters. starting and yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it was it's all on video too. So I, I think you just you can Google it and it was a uh, it was a white one. No, it was black with a white car bumping them and then they just took off. That sounds it like a software been. issue. Like I'm, so, I'm a software developer by trade, I guess, or by day. Yeah. That sounds like something all the guys in Michigan were sitting there like, ah, they just forgot to test it. <laughs> like to see, oh, is this going to unlock the steering wheel or whatever? Because yeah. there's got to be a computer in there controlling all of that different stuff. And do you huh. guys watch, like, do you look at the, I don't have TikTok, but do you, have you seen like the TikTok challenges with, with all these vehicles? No. It's, it's rampant apparently. I'm only on TikTok because Ethan makes me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the content. <laughs> I still don't know how to use it. <laughs> He's trying to get me to do video responses or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, there are uh, there are issues in the industry, and that's how insurance companies, they just kind of either outprice themselves in the market, mm-hmm. or they really just remove themselves from certain markets. Gotcha. So, okay. Oh, wow. So the price discrimination, I'm just saying, oh, we don't particularly want this. So. Price? No. But saying we're not going to write in a certain geographic area, there is legality. Right. They just say it guards with their, around with that. their with their dollars. Correct. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's what small businesses do. That's what we talk about doing all the time. Is you don't tell a customer no, right? You just say here's the price, and you know they're not going to go for it, right? Right. Or here's the terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the next piece of news I thought was interesting. Um, this doesn't come as any surprise, but. It had to come. Insurance costs are set to increase 8% on average this year due to inflation. So, I mean, this this has ripple effects across the board, right? We're still not seeing all of the effects of uh, inflation on our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to get far worse before it gets better because, you know, now it's affecting, you know, the last couple of years it was a party because assets were going up in value and everyone's like oh i'm I'm rich on paper right now the assets have stopped going up in value and living costs are going up in value yeah. and it's it's compounding because you know stuff like this uh so that's going to be Cost really interesting because eight percent is a huge number yeah and the thing i found interesting was the breakdown on 
the most expensive states in yeah. which to be insured. Pop quiz. What is the most expensive state? It's got to be either Florida or Michigan. I, okay, Georgia, so I'm impressed. Georgia, the, Florida, or Michigan. The question I was going to ask is what's the number two? Because everybody says Florida is the number one because mm-hmm. of all the old people, I guess. Yeah. I is that well, it, really? No, the, the, there's, a, there's layers to that answer. I mean, yes. also just people in Florida are terrible at driving. Yeah, you I drive just, anywhere in Florida, insane. they're flying, right? Yes. Uh, it's uh, the legal system as well. Okay. So number one is Michigan. Number two is Michigan. Okay. Right? Yes. Um, no, I'm sorry. Number one is Michigan. Okay. Michigan is nearly double all of the other states other than Florida. It has a hefty lead on Florida, but Michigan is double any so, other, the rest of the 48. I've got buddies that have insurance agencies. They own you know, the same thing I do. They're like, why in the hell are you doing insurance in Ohio? It's the third cheapest state in the, all of America. Like you could get an automatic triple your your income if you write in Michigan. Okay, or so Florida. Why or, one so one why, state away? Yep. So same demographic of people. There. So what's the difference? Every insurance company or every state has different insurance rules. Michigan, Florida, and I think New Jersey and Pennsylvania have a thing called PIP. They're a PIP state. They're an, an Picture in picture, picture in picture, exactly. (laughs) Personal insurance. They do that on TikTok. Something, but it's they're. (laughs) No, you got to get on Be Real for that or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, They are a no fault state. Okay, so here in Ohio, right? If you hit me, you're at you're at fault. Right, right. Arguably, with you, it's always a question. (laughs) (laughs) If you hit me in Michigan. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I my insurance is coming into play. Okay. So there, there really isn't uh, a like a who's at fault at in that type of situation. So at the time of a loss, you know, if you if you hit me and my legs are have to get amputated, right? You should really be responsible for that, right? And your insurance okay. policy should come after yep. me. Well, in a, in Michigan, that's not the case. You know, but wouldn't I'm, that cut down on civil suits? Um, no, I, and again, I, there's so I many layers cut down to on that. rates because, yeah. Um, so there, and again, there's other layers to the, the answer, which I sh- can't answer. Um, but that, that is the legal system in those States with the, hmm. those departments of insurance that straight up say, you know, it's not a good situation for insurance companies. And that's why a lot of insurance companies don't write in Florida. If they're right in Michigan, their rates are going to be, you know, triple what they are in Ohio. Interesting. An average vehicle in Ohio, you know, if you're looking at a middle of the road, decent coverage, uh, policy, full coverage, you might look at, you know, 750, 750 bucks a year. Michigan, you're looking at 3000 Golly. It's wild. Want to live in Michigan? It's wild. It's farther north than Ohio. So, and and, and you, you so you t- go back to your original comment about the uh, the eight percent. Yeah, um, it's a thing. I mean, and the why? It's not just uh, inflation. I think inflation is probably if you got a list of the reasons why mm-hmm. it's going to be. It's there's a lot of things baked in inflation, right? So that's the excuse you, for everybody, right? Inflation, get, raising raising COVID, prices, COVID, inflation, yeah, all that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. right? But I'll um, say that we'll get a tag below our video. That's, <laughs> the uh, so 
chip shortage, right? Mm-hmm. All these cars out there, they're all plastic now. They're made to just crumble at the time of a, a claim. And there's sensors all over these cars. So a little minor fender bender back in the day, you, you didn't have sensors, right? Or they're more steel on those vehicles. And it was very predictable in those, cl- those claims. That same fender bender with a, you know, a plastic car, that thing is going to be four or five times the cost because you have mm. to recalibrate all the sensors. You have to replace all the plastic that popped. So that's one piece, right? Supply chain. Uh, I read something the other day, um, labor, right? So every company industry is worrying about labor. Um, the auto industry, like if, I had, if my son was 18, I, I'd tell him not to go to college because <laughs> 642,000 yeah. jobs in the auto industry are going to be open in 2024, next year. Mm-hmm. 624,000. So, And the, the union don't care about a degree. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> it's wild. So there's that's another piece. Uh, social inflation. I don't know if you've heard of social inflation. It's a nerdy insurance it's, term. It's a, it's, I don't like the term. It scares it's me scary. a little bit. <laughs> so these verdicts in these states, right? Um, Florida just had a verdict for uh, an auto claim where a uh, a trucking company um a jury awarded a billion with a b a billion dollars because of a claim billion how many people died i think it was like two so That's what happened insane. was the the company you know it's hard to find cdl drivers they hired somebody he was an illegal he you know killed one or two people when they did the toxolo- toxology test, you know, he had, you know, some type of meth, you know, methanum or what right. have you, some drug. And they just threw the, they just threw the book at him. Yeah. So a billion dollar verdict, right? So these insurance companies are just, they're backing out. They're just, how well, but the, we... the insurance company only covers up to what they, sure. the limits of their insurance. So the billion sure. dollars is a made up number. It's just bankrupting yeah. anybody involved in the trucking company. But if you're looking at like a $500,000 limit, that's the standard or the highest mm-hmm. limit you can have for personal auto. I mean, if they're, they're writing $500,000 checks, you know, policy limits on a regular basis where actuarially you're like, well, we probably average is 100000 But So they're just they're just backpedaling like crazy. Plus all the hurricanes, everything like that. That's a sure. whole other thing. But Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that leads me down two questions, which we'll get to. We do need to to break for a commercial and a, and a fun segment, but that, that does set me up for a, a couple more questions. They're easy questions. Softballs. Yeah, softballs. Softballs. All softballs tonight. Next time will be hardballs, curveballs. <laughs> SwitchCast is brought to you by Celebrity Machines. Celebrity Machines offers more than 250 screen-accurate license plates as they appeared in movies and TV shows like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, and so many more. Celebrity Machines also makes our dealer insert plates, as well as our commemorative 2539 plates from the fastest cannonball run ever. Visit CelebrityMachines.com for more info and use promo code SWITCHCAST to save 25.39% at checkout. Which brings us to our wall of shame. This one came to us directly fairly recently. And 
as Rob and I were talking, Rob, you said, you, what's your weekly segment? The claim the, of the, the week? The claim of the week. Yeah, yeah. so ridiculous yeah. claims. Um, where do you find that? You said that's on your LinkedIn? That's LinkedIn, and we're starting to put them on Facebook, but uh, yeah. You yeah. should hit up our producer, Ethan Huffnagel, and have him put them on the TikToks and YouTubes for Can you. Can you do that? He's, he's a social media promoter. What is your title? Digital content what like what are, what are you you're a this sounds like a title he gave to himself i gotta be honest <laughs> self-proclaimed <laughs> yeah digital marketer okay thank okay. you that sounds anyway I need one you, you need to get out there with these claims of the week the, the most popular thing i've ever done yeah in my entire life is the wall of shame it's literally just putting up a page on my website where i make fun of ridiculous inquiries and or things customers it. do and they <laughs> love it Anyway, so we've integrated that into the podcast. But I, I think Smart. you should do the claim of the week. I think that would that would be it's a, pretty great, a, a good a good thing. Um, so a guy inquired on a BMW M3. We're asking twenty seven grand for it. Now we don't have major margins in in cars as people think we do. But anyway, here's his his inquiry. Hi, I'm looking for this type of car. My budget is nineteen k max. I have a loan for a bank. That is what I have to get. I know the price is 27k, but are you guys willing to work with me? I'm in need for a car. I need to get back to work. <laughs> no better Dave, way to do that than in an M3. <laughs> Dave Ramsey would not approve. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. You need to get yourself a cheap beater if you need to get back to work. Wow. That is a classic want not a need. Uh, and I'm sorry we're not in the business of charity. Like if you want me to feel badly, that's not, that's not it. I don't feel badly because you need to get back to work. So, oh gosh. Okay. So <laughs> that's pretty good. We're talking about, um, uh, <laughs> do you need a second? You should do a, Take a drink. Well, I mean, <laughs> weekly segment of, of the claim of the week and the, the wall of shame we, crap. We're just like fun. all, Auto industry, yeah. Like my wife backing out of the garage, she's gonna kill me if she hears this. But (laughs) so this is a couple years ago, and uh, she works at a hospital system, and she had to get early meeting, four o'clock in the morning or something. So she's getting ready, and I'm laying in bed, and heard the garage go up because it's right below our our house, and backs right. My car is in the garage or in the driveway. She t bones my car. strong enough to push it off the driveway sorry babe and uh i heard it and i'm just i don't know if i even want to get out of bed (laughs) it was years ago man the paperwork on this oh gosh (laughs) but the cool thing about insurance and again i'm nerding out if that was with uh same insurance company obviously if one insurance company hits another insurance company or another car and they're insured by the same insurance company no deductible so there you go there's a Interesting tidbit that you would have never. I've known. heard. Now again, this is hearsay. You're sure. coming at it from the source. Somebody, um, somebody said that they got hit or hit somebody else who was insured by the same company. Yeah, and because of that, they basically like both of their claims got lost or denied or whatever because the company didn't have any impetus to like go after the other company or try to sort it out they were both insured by the same company so they're just like nah we're gonna screw you both wow i like i heard that that's not the case there's gotta be more layers of that story not yeah Yeah. it was one of those i'm like with another one of our claim our clients and 
the the adjuster. We have a claims manager, and the adjuster was making our client pay their deductible. I'm like, wait, time out. Like, here's this part of the policy, and this you shouldn't be pay, making them pay the thousand dollars. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, it, and a lot of times with insurance companies, that's a tough job. Can you imagine waking up every day and just going to battle? I mean, you just put on your jacket and you just. You're getting out of bed yeah. and you're just going to battle all day. It's it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I was with the insurance company for a while, and and so okay, so tough. that uh, I was going to ask a different question, but we'll skip yeah, for this down, one. Down yeah, a rabbit hole here. No, it's fine. It, it's it's going the right direction. So I think a lot of reasons people hate the insurance topic is because they it's not having the insurance; it's filing a claim. Yeah, they always think. I'm going to get screwed, mm-hmm. right? Health insurance, car insurance, whatever. Sure. The yeah. adjusters, the company, they're out for profits. They're out to screw me. And I have to fight. And it's sad because it's like you have to fight against your own company. And, and right. you and I talked about this. I had a claim recently, yep. and I was having to fight to get just normal, rational value. And I was right. able to prove my case easily and the insurance company wasn't. They just right. pulled a number out of thin air, essentially. Why is that? Right. A- and I know it's not unique to yeah. this claim. Like, it's people talk it's crossed, about it all yeah. the time. Why does that exist? Um, I think the insurance industry... Now, I'm going to say two two sides of it, right? One is insurance industry, they don't want to hold on to these claims, right? They want to... Settle them, get them done, and move on, right? Because mm-hmm. if they're if they're not nicking around with these things for two months, they're it's a loss leader, right? So they they want to turn and burn. So my suggestion is is when you ever do get a, a claim or in that situation, talk logically with the the, the adjuster, right? If you if well, you when your person goes on vacation for a month and <laughs> doesn't tell you or hand it off to the other person, it's hard to call your broker anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So you have to talk logic to these people, and mm-hmm. logic usually prevails, right? So uh, a neighbor of mine, his daughter just you know got in an accident, totaled a car. He asked me, he said, "Do I, you know, this is what they were offering me? Do I have to take it, like right off the rip?" And I said, "Well, what did they offer, you know?" And it was probably four thousand, five thousand less than what he was expecting. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Well, did they provide you comps in the certain geographical area of that that vehicle with the same amount of mileage, all that stuff?" And he said, "Well, yeah, he gave me four vehicles." I said, "Okay, send those over to me." So I looked at that versus what else was out there that I could find, and they were low. They were probably three grand, not five, but three thousand dollars lower than what. Even I found I didn't even do a, mm-hmm. a great Google search, right? Sure. Um, I said then, you know, copy paste these and get it back to the adjuster, and it settled three thousand dollars higher, right? Sure. So my suggestion it's it's not let's make a deal. I think the insurance companies they really aren't out to make people's lives harder. I just think a lot of times people think that their cars might be worth more than what they are. <laughs> That's every day in my job, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Um, but so to answer your question, I do think the insurance industry as a whole it has a bad rap because people think always think they're getting screwed, and I, I don't I don't sure. think that. I do think that logic always prevails in these discussions with the adjusters. Sometimes mm-hmm. not, but um, you know, I I just had a conversation with somebody. Um, it, was, it was a liability claim, but the insurance company paid five hundred and ten thousand dollars, and they were pissed. 
Like they shouldn't have that. That they should only pay two hundred thousand dollars for that. There was no money out of our client's pocket. The insurance industry put up five hundred, or their company paid five hundred ten thousand dollars, and our client was still pissed. So it doesn't matter either way. Right. The insurance company is the bad guy, right? So um, when it sometimes comes- I, I think people forget though too that the times that like the book value helps them out. Like I yes. had a, a Ford F three fifty stolen. 10, 12 years ago, and I have been trying to sell it for 12 grand for ages. And I couldn't because the car nerds will know why. It was a six liter power stroke. So enough said. Um, but I couldn't sell it, couldn't sell it. It gets stolen. And mm-hmm. the insurance claims adjuster calls me and is walking me through all this stuff. And, and she's like, What? You don't sound disappointed at all. And their book value was like 15 grand. I'm like, No, I'm cool. I'm like taking down all my for sale listings. That's- they don't see us selling it for 12. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we all we so, all hear the bad stories right. too, right? And so I, I hear a lot of other stories like that, right? Like people aren't bragging on their social media or their buddies saying, "Hey, I got four thousand dollars more than I should have." Right? right? They don't they don't say that, right? right? So that's everything from you know building insurance to somebody's basement flooding. People like the in- industry gets you know pays out a ton of money. And usually, probably more than what they should on property losses, not yeah. so much auto. So, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a lot of comments uh, <laughs> chatter I mean, there about that. In the that, collector but. car world, the 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 best way to protect yourself well, is agreed value insurance. That, that was going to be my second point. Yeah. So, do yeah. you want to talk about that? Golly. <laughs> okay. So, I, that really is an interest. I don't want to go like too far down this rabbit trail, yeah. but you and I kind of went back and forth on this a little bit because. Yeah. I'm one of the weird people that wants that needed agreed value on a car I was using on a daily basis. Your daily driver on a very odd type of car it wasn't yes. one that fit in a normal collector uh, uh, box. Yeah, and um, yeah, we went back and forth on that. There is almost no company that will insure. That will do agreed value on a car that you're using for regular use. I did find one. Yeah. Um, but the the specialty companies have all sorts of restrictions on how you can use it, what you can use it for, which right. is kind of annoying. Like to me, I'm I would like, agree. It's your car. Like if it's you're just, driving it 2,500 miles a year, who cares where you're driving it? Right? Charge me it's, for it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Define a rate. I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Like exactly. If, if that's the risk, define it. But you and I were going through. The the company you had was basically saying there was a difference between agreed value and guaranteed value. Or to back it up, mm-hmm. my issue was, and this is why we it's important. We are going to go down a rabbit hole here. We are. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is why it's important <laughs> as as a person to read contracts to, to essentially, like, you have to look out for yourself. An yeah. agent, you are representing my interests. Correct. But the only person ultimately that represents your interests is is you. Um, when buying a used car, it's caveat emptor, right? Buyer beware. Yeah. Any time, other than maybe an attorney that you hire specifically to represent your interests, you have to watch out for yourself. And right. so I'm looking at the the language of of okay, well, how are they tr- figuring out what my car is worth in right. the event of an accident? Because there's a number of ways to value it. You can look at a book. Um, you know, NADA, Black Book, MMR, whatever. Yep. Or you can do replacement value. Some insurance companies will do research and call around and look at comps. Right. 
Um, some of them will use specialty valuation tools for collector cars. Yep. But I'm looking at it with a 97 Suburban going, the book value is two grand. Yeah. I paid eight and I can't replace it for 20. So like, how are you going to determine That'd be nightmare. what the value is? On a standard policy. And the response I got was actual cash value, ACV. And I'm like, great. What does that Fine. mean? Yeah. And there was no definition for that. Yeah. Because I'm I like, mean, how do you determine it? Right. Because if you're going to look at NADA, I'm screwed. If you're going to look at comps, fine. Right. Yeah. But, the, I mean, yeah. So, and every insurance carrier defines that a little bit different. Right. Right. So, I, again, I think you're you're probably a, a anomaly where it comes to you're driving a vehicle that is worth $18,000 more as your daily driver. Right. For most of the people here, if they have that same vehicle, the right place is an agreed value vehicle. Yes. You know, and there's all these caveats. So look at your policy or talk with a broker of what you can and can't do. A certain amount of miles a, a month, year, you know, can you race them? No insurance company wants to do that. Um, but the there are specialty markets for that. There are high-end... Am I allowed to talk about certain insurance companies? Yeah, now? Okay. Sure. So uh, there's a carrier called Pure, which is caters to the high net worth individuals. I've heard of them. Yep. They can yep. do daily driver, agreed value. Mm-hmm. Um, Chubb is another one. Um, Cincinnati Insurance, which they're a massive insurance company that they they now have. It's called uh, what are they? It's Cincinnati uh, Private Client. Mm-hmm. They are now adopting these new forms. Because people are buying some really sweet cars, and they're not just sitting in their car, their, right. their garages anymore. Yeah, they're it's, it's a new demographic of car collectors. Yeah. Right, my it's generation awesome. wants to use collector cars as opposed to the previous generation who takes them to shows and sits in lawn chairs. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, the policy forms are changing. Right, perfect example. The insur- insurance industry always has to evolve. So, when Uber or Uber or uh, Lyft and all these other uh, you know, ride sharing, it's probably took two years that the insurance industry finally caught up to what the policy form should read. Right. But they are evolving. Because insurance companies to. used to have just blanket exclusions for anything oh. like pizza delivery or any oh, commercial oh, use. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So people were screwed because they had no idea that they needed and a special recent, policy. Recent. I mean, we had, we had probably a five-year, six-year period of time where we only had one or two carriers that would be able to do it. So mm. if Junior is you know, at college, you know, driving for Uber, we find out about it. It's like, listen, you either have to exclude Junior and that vehicle off your policy, mom and dad, or we have to change you to another insurance company. And more times than not, back then, uh, mom and dad would call Junior and say, well, you're not Give me the keys. (laughs) (laughs) So, Oh, man. I saw somebody delivering pizzas in like a, like recent 5.0 Mustang. Sweet. In the salt, and I was like, respect, but it was a really young looking guy. I was like, How are you affording the insurance on wow. whatever you're doing right now? There was a guy, I think he owned his own pizza joint, but he had a Dodge Viper GT2 and he would deliver pizzas oh, in that. That's phenomenal. Yes, I had a picture of it somewhere sometime, but I don't know where it went. Um, speaking Can I talk of, about a little bit more on the value of vehicles, just a little yeller tidbit or yes. something to think about Go for, for viewers. So, um, custom things you do to your vehicle right so if you 
a Range Rover, you put you know all the widgets and gadgets and stuff you can bolt on to vehicles. Technical terms, folks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> From an insurance guy, uh, you got the Jeeps. You have all that. So if you're you are customizing a vehicle, even on a standard insurance policy, you really should tell your carrier about it because at the time of the loss, they're going to pay you what the car's worth off that VIN number. Not all the stuff you've added right. to it. So just another, because people put some pretty sweet stuff on their car. Right. So well, the Jeep I, owners got to make sure their angry eyes are insured appropriately. Flip me over if you're <laughs> yeah. reading this. Flip me over. Because if they're yeah, not. Yeah, that too. Those, those stickers. Because if they're not, they'll have real angry eyes. <laughs> exactly. Fire <laughs> claim. I was wondering where that was. Oh, I got a, yeah. I got a good joke. I got to I gotta think about this to make sure I get the. It's an insurance salesman joke. Oh, jeez. Um, a, a lady. Go- God. <laughs> You were waiting for this. No, I wasn't. Uh, it just it just popped into my mind. It's not even my joke. Most uh, of them are, but this this one's stolen, which <laughs> means I'll probably get it wrong. But a lady, <laughs> a lady goes to her doctor and says, and and for a checkup, and and the doctor says, "Man, I've got terrible news for you. You've got six months to live." And she goes, "No, what for real?" And he goes, "Yeah, six months to live." She goes, "Doctor, is there is there anything I can do?" He goes, "Ah, uh, yes." Um, Go go spend time with go go date or, or marry an insurance salesman. She goes, why? Will that make me live longer? He goes, no, but it'll seem like it. <laughs> That's thanks, Doug. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you have been waiting for that all week, <laughs> all my life. <laughs> yeah, because how uh, often is like an insurance ad- <laughs> insurance joke going to be relevant? <laughs> I think it's I show life up at party. salesman technically, yeah. but you can reuse that joke. Show up at you don't a party have to give me credit. Strachan's coming. He's going to talk about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't tell people what I do until they ask me. So <laughs> I love it, though. It's great. <laughs> All right. Next, next segment. Let's go to commercial. <laughs> All right, SwitchCast is brought to you by BoxCast. BoxCast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers around the world. Their founders launched BoxCast back in 2013 with one purpose, and that is to make people a part of the experience. If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt, BoxCast is an easy and flexible live streaming platform for organizations. BoxCast is so easy that we're broadcasting this entire show with a phone. So head on over to switchcars.com forward slash BoxCast for your free trial. Alrighty, and now we've got uh, Mr. Curmudgeon here in the studio with us. Uh, this is Corvette fancy. Curmudgeon. Oh, sorry, Corvette Curmudgeon. This, this, this segment is, is brought to you unwittingly by the Corvette Buy Sell Trade group on Facebook, which is a source of much curmudgeonly Which you're activities. back in now, right? You're, you're active? I, I wasn't actually banned. I was, I was accidentally on Facebook for my business account and didn't realize it. Oh, I'm, I'm gotcha. Not very good at the fancy <laughs> dongles here. These are fancy things. All right, Mr. Uh, Corvette Curmudgeon. Uh, do you have any recommendations for younger generations of Corvette owners and potentially expensive insurance policies? Yeah, friggin' slow down. Stop racing around them streets and your Cavaliers and wrecking your cars and you won't have expensive insurance. I had to take my friggin' kids off of my insurance. They wouldn't friggin' drive proper. 
But younger Corvette owners now, we don't, there ain't no young uns that should have Corvettes. Friggin' took me till I was 50 to buy my first one, a fixed income pension, yep. And so uh, these rich kids walking around friggin' phone influencers or whatever they call them and making all them that fake money and the, the crypto, crypto. Is that what paying for them young kids to have Corvette? I no, they need to drive something responsible, Buick or something like that, till they get some good driving skills, and then they'll have cheap insurance. I pay about fifty bucks a year. I have liability only on my car. I ain't paying them rip off friggin' comprehensive coverage. I only take it to three shows a year. Do you also take the insurance off in the winter time? You know when it's. I'm assuming it's parked. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Alrighty. Well, thank you, uh, Mr. Corvette Curmudgeon, for uh, answering that for us this week. A very topical uh, <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, alrighty. Uh, I added some questions for him, but that's all right. I'm glad he's I, gone. We don't like to let him stay around <laughs> okay, for too long, honestly. We just, he, he swoops in and out, like, real quick. Uh, Gotta get back to my light beer. That is fantastic. <laughs> my Kino. That a Winston you hat? Start, should start bringing out like a big can of Natty or something. <laughs> like, is that a Winston hat? That is a Winston That's hat. That's fantastic. Got it for free. <laughs> Sponsoring a car show. Oh, I haven't paid for a hat since 1972. <laughs> I do have a very related question real quick right, uh, from the way. audience. Uh, so, <laughs> we should probably get to some of those sooner than later. So go for <laughs> it. Uh, so Pero from the chat asks, should I insure a C5 or C4 Corvette? Well, yeah, they're friggin' priceless. <laughs> I thought we had Mr. Curmudgeon get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the Corvette <laughs> <No>. question. <laughs> they also say that uh, the real theft pr- protection from earlier is a manual choke. Oh, yeah. Because I got to be honest, I'm not sure I could start a car with a manual choke. Yeah. I've never driven one. Hmm. Um, is the question either or C4 or C5? Because if I that's think it's... the question, it should be the answer is C5, obviously. C4 ain't worth insuring. <laughs> I, I do think it was mostly in jest, as if, are they even worth it? Right. Do we have a serious question? <laughs> no. uh, we do. So we've got uh, Empire Bear 13 uh, says, Hey, Doug, there's a 2013 Z06 vet at Toy Barn in Dublin. Uh, what is your opinion on it uh, if, you could, if you've seen it or could look it up? Hmm. They say uh, Z16. I'm assuming Z06. It's, it's There's not no... at Switch Car, so my opinion is it's yeah, a terrible there deal. We go. <laughs> <laughs> That's another Corvette question. I mean, I come know. on. Oh, friggin' can't buy a car from a dealer? Oh, friggin' ripoffs. Make all that money in their back-end insurance, and they try to sell you them dang warranties. Corvettes never break. You don't need a friggin' warranty. You got to buy the car from the original owner on the Craigslist and, or a Hemmings ad. That's how I got mine. Should never buy a car from a dealer. Alrighty. Well, uh, <clears throat> that was helpful. It's all the Corvette questions I've got for now. But we'll, <laughs> if any more come in, I'll be sure to save them for next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of buying uh, cars, yeah. probably the back to the serious stuff with Rob, our guest here. <laughs> like Rob is from Strachan Novak Insurance. He's answering all our questions tonight. If you're just joining us, um, the probably the second most common hurdle i hear in terms of excuses people give for whether or not they're going to buy a car behind let me ask the wife is Mm. let me check on insurance yes and that one never bothers me 
um, because more often than not, insurance for a toy car is way cheaper than people expect. They come back going, oh, yeah. oh it's like 50 bucks a year to add this portion of my policy, and they don't <laughs> understand why. And you yeah. touched on this a little earlier when you were talking about the inflation of insurance costs this year in terms of what drives that. But what actually impacts rates? I'm going to answer sure. what I know first and then let you answer. Yeah. I, I remember reading about it's not so much about the value of the car itself but it's other like second layer things like how safe is it like what's the average medical claim and what are the parts costs and even like the random uh like pontiac g8s there's no parts available for them because it was this obscure chassis that they made so if they get damaged at all they just total them out because they can't get parts so that drives the rate for specific car so now that i've sort of answered my own question just from my observation what's your yeah expert answer (laughs) i mean you hit you hit some of the big ones right but a, a lot of it matters the driver right so the car is one thing okay but if you had, if you, clearly, if they're buying a vehicle from you, they have insurance, right? Normally, if you have a, like, say, a BMW, right? The the premium on a BMW, and if you're buying a, you know, you name it, you know, one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollar car, the premium is not going to be that much different because the the premium's driven so much off of the insurance score. Of the individual, mm-hmm. and then obviously the car is secondary. But I don't want to know my insurance <laughs> score. <laughs> it's getting worse by the uh, the month. But uh, uh, insurance score is a fancy word for, and every insurance company has a different algorithm, right? But it's your credit score. It's where do you live? Which I don't have. How many vehicles do you have? Do you own a house? Do you rent? Do like you know? Do you eat? You know. Kit Kats or Skittles, like the the amount of data that big data has on all of us is insane. So we don't even know all the factors, but these insurance companies know more about us than what we know about us. Really, it's crazy. So if you're looking at a vehicle to purchase, the current premium that you have is not going to be that much different than the you know sure. within reason of a vehicle, right? right? Um, then unless it's a type of vehicle that may like a Dodge. Challenger that has <laughs> right. super high anomalistic, is that a word? Anomalistic. Animalistic. Animalistic. <laughs> Anomalistic <laughs> theft rates. Yes. So um, other factors, right, is uh, I think you, you hit it, you hit a nail right on head. You can have a vehicle that is a, a 2022 that you just purchased and a 2017 car could be more expensive because it's that data of... You know how the how is it how easy it to fix it versus if the insurance company needs to just total it out right mm-hmm. insurance companies want to fix it right but um, other factors that come into play is obviously other drivers in your house you know if you've got youthfuls we talked about that um, and what type of policy do you need right so we talked about if you need to go to specialty market versus a standard market what I mean by that is you've got the Hecox Cun and Skelly and you know those specialty carriers for collector vehicles that really just sit or they have a mileage limit versus a standard carrier that we liberty 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 or you know all those other carriers (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if i answered your question no but um that's helpful really i I guess what i want to go back to is if you have decent auto rates now 
when you're buying a vehicle, it's not going to be astronomically right. higher. If you're paying a lot right now for insurance, it's going to be a lot when you sure. buy an expensive car. Well, because they, I mean, I guess the difference between you having one car or six, you can't drive six times as many mileage. Right. Right. And the, right. the insurance company's big liability is when you're on the road. Correct. With other people. Yep. So they might be looking at the total loss or the theft loss, but like it's it's not that much more risk for you to have another car. Right. Because you can only drive one car at a time. I mean, I I, uh, I couldn't believe it. And, and you you might, people don't believe this, but I was looking at, we have old files from back in like the 70s, 80s, and I was cleaning out an, an office, and I found an auto policy from like 1988. The premium was the same in 88 than they are now. What? And then I, I didn't believe it, so I, so I started asking people in our office that were still around. Then they're like, "Oh yeah, auto auto rates." I just wrote a full coverage. What was it? It was a Nissan Juke. Five hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, five hundred dollar deductibles. It's like two hundred eighty dollars a year. I've never seen a premium that low ever, and that was just wow. two weeks ago. So for a business owner, you know, in town, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, what uh, it's crazy. What's your opinion on minimum coverage for minimum budgets? <laughs> was that the, the we, safe uh, <laughs> auto or general auto? That is or the general. Like the general. Uh, <laughs> you want my honest answer? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I despise those. I, I we don't write it. We we at our office. If somebody says, "Hey, I want an auto quote," well, we don't like we won't write them. So we have a, a minimum of limit that we'll write and usually it's 250,000 per person 500,000 so it's a 250 500 mm -hmm. and the why is it, personally it's a almost a moral thing where we're buying insurance for a reason because if you hurt somebody if you hit somebody it's your responsibility to make them whole right if you're buying the state minimum 25,050 I mean you hit me or my wife or you or anybody right. in this room on the, on the I mean you're, you're screwed Right. Oh, well, that's it's, why it's a, it's a the, bad thing. I've I've watched the uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage on my policy just climb and, and climb and climb. And I think it's going to get worse. Friggin' Altima drivers. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get worse. Or the jukes, <laughs> the Nissan juke drivers. <laughs> You're no, saying it, something different. It's uh, uh, and that is uh, as the economy continues to switch. I think the uninsured motorists and underinsured motorists that premium is going to continue to go up because. Yeah. Less and less people are buying insurance. Yeah. So um, I have many more questions that we're not going to touch on. I, I knew this was going to be a two part before I even started. Um, and, and I've thought of more questions as, as we've gone. But um, the question that really all of us want to know I'm lying, it's just me. How <laughs> you're, you're talking about insurance score and you joke that mine is going down by the day. Um, <laughs> It's the price I pay. Um, how does a cannonballer stay insured? <laughs> uh, Follow-up question. Why don't underwriters just Google their clients? <laughs> like, come on. Um, what? Yeah. So I'll answer the follow-up question first. Okay. If you're a business owner 
they do usually Google you. If you're they're insuring a business, they're going to mm-hmm. Google the the person. Again, I still, I don't know how you slipped through that crack. They, <laughs> over and I have over no and idea. over again. But um, that documentary coming out is not going to help. Oh god. <laughs> and box cat. <laughs> the pre-stress. Your, your premium is going up. <laughs> Um, so I think don't to tell answer them, that Rob. question, I, I think the insurance industry really doesn't want people to uh, insure cannonballers. I think there, I know there's a specific exclusion on an insurance policy that states that if you're on racing on a with an auto policy, it's not going to cover. But typically, that's on so, a racetrack, correct? Which baffles me because most people on a racetrack are safer than the people. Like you can go out and do street racing in the middle of the night in mm-hmm. your stolen challenger and right. wreck eight people and they'll cover that correct but you go out in a controlled manner on a racetrack oh no we're gonna we're gonna drop your entire policy we can't have those types of dangerous activities uh, yeah I, i'm not gonna answer that <laughs> but back so to the question bunny trail there they're but, um they're going to and i think this is what would happen cannonball you're going right god forbid there's an accident Contractually, I think they are responsible for paying that claim. Mm-hmm. But I really do believe that next month you're just getting canceled. You're, sure. you're just going to send a direct notice of cancellation. But um, it really defi- like, And I always say it's smaller claims, insurance companies don't dig in. They just kind of, they want, like I said earlier, they just want to get rid of the claim. Um, if they're a big claim, they're, they're digging in. They're trying to sure. figure out what's going on. But, uh, yeah, cannonballers don't. And also, the one other thing, and this is we're going down a rabbit hole, but um, when you're filling out the application, there are there's questions and applications for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Answer them accurately and correctly, because at the time of loss, insurance companies go back to that application, and if you falsify something on it, that's their they're hanging their hat their Winston hat on it to <laughs> to, to deny the claim. Sure. So. I, I liken to a uh, a dog bite claim that we just had the other di- other day. Actually, it wasn't even ours. It was a friend of a friend, and they called me for cons- like consulting me. And I said, well, did you buy the dog, which is a pit bull, before or after you signed up for your, your policy, your homeowner's policy? Because if it was before and you answered the question, no, I don't have a dog, and then the dog bit somebody, and it was, it's really bad, uh, they're going to de- deny the claim. But if you bought the dog after you bought the policy, you're okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying a policy online for Cannonball and you answer, no, I'm not doing anything Cannonball-ish. Um, I mean, they've never asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I've always answered the questions they've asked, honestly. And that's my that's <laughs> all I, I tell people to do. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm... Once you start talking about cannabis, it's kind of starts shifting in my seat a little bit. <laughs> the discomfort has increased. I've noticed it from over here. Like I'm even a little. Hmm. I get real insurancey. Did I send you the live stream link from any of my runs? <laughs> um, I refuse to watch them and look at them. I've got no stake in this, but I might. Re- I might re- um, say you shouldn't do that. There, Doc. <laughs> Recommend maybe send not. To my maybe, cop maybe a negative. Too. Yeah. It's, uh, well, they whatever. can't do anything. He's it's not the underwriter room. or the claims adjuster. <laughs> la, 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 la. Oh, man. I'm get calls from insurance companies tomorrow that we represent. <laughs> it's all alleged. 
These are fantastic stories well, that as, I make. As up, long as those vehicles are not insured by me, I'm fine. I've, we don't know. Okay. I mean, technically, they've all been Arnie's vehicles. So. <laughs> that's that's fine. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But uh, anyway, cool. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> On that bombshell. Um, oh, Ethan had a question. I do want to cover this. This is this is a softball. Okay. Uh, red cars. Do red cars cost more to insure? I think this is a common no. thing. It is, it a, is myth. a myth. It is a myth. Why do people think that? I don't know. Well, I, okay, I know answer that answer. The, the answer is because they think there's this, I don't know, thing that keeps going around the internet that says that red cars are more likely to get tickets get pulled over. from cops. Is that real? Is that true? You think? No, it isn't. Okay. Statistically, it's not. So theoretically, if you get more tickets, your insurance goes up. So if right. you believe in one, I think that's the other. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but but insurance companies do not look at color no, in their actuarial in their, tables. No, that is not part of their algorithms that okay. I know of. So, is it also true for the whole like Rich got a back seat to be better on insurance? Like I imagine that's <laughs> that can't be real. No, like my nine eleven is, is no cheaper on insurance because it has useless back seats. No, not at all. Not at all. Hmm. I have heard the horsepower. Yeah. I hear that one more than the red car thing. Personally, is like I don't know if I just where it's where I go on the internet, but it's like oh they put back seats in it, so it's better on insurance. Yeah, just no, that's I I think it's bizarre. for no I think it's for marketing because there's so many people that say I gotta have a back seat because I got a kid, so I want to have a fun car, but yeah. yeah, I need a place for the kid. Yeah, so I'm, theoretically, I think it would be even more expensive because you have more people in the car, more people get injured. That makes sense. There you go. But again. Buy a one-seater. <laughs> got oh. one right over here. It's not for sale, but I'm sitting right next to sweet. it. No. Is that street legal? That? No. No. That, uh, that for those who are listening, is a, a Ferrari 312. It's not a real one. It is the Rush movie car. It was Nicky Lotta's Formula One car. So it's the replica they used for the movie. That is sitting in the showroom next to our podcast studio, which is a pretty cool view, along with a BMW M3. Uh, so moving on to the shrewd negotiator brought to you by Vin Wiki. Um, this story comes from another great Facebook group. This is where I get half my material, basically like four different Facebook groups. Um, and the news, of course, client comes in, uh, not to our dealership, but to a dealership with a 380 credit score and says, I don't want to put any money down. (laughs) The best responses, um, to this, to this clown. Well, they weren't in-person responses, but from other car dealer employees, it, the, my favorite ones were, uh, uh, you won't need to because you aren't buying anything. <laughs> and the next three years aren't looking too good either. <laughs> Judging by your credit, you should have plenty of money to put down because you're not paying anyone else. <laughs> and my favorite response to, I don't want to put any money down, is neither does the bank. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, well, that is going to just about wrap it up. Thank you, Rob. Um, Thank you. I'm sorry we didn't have more time. I would love to have you back because there are yeah. so many, many more questions. We've only scratched the surface. Uh, I think I got to about a third of the questions that we had. Did the um, decline of viewers just plummet because it was insurance? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, this is this is a topic everybody needs to know about. Um, 
yeah, so so we, we will have an insurance part two for sure. Stick around. And we're going to move on to the props and the flops of the night. All right, and the props and flops are brought to you by Switch Cars. Switch Cars is the enthusiast's dealership where we buy, sell, consign, service, and store only cars that we like ourselves. Check out our hand-picked inventory at switchcars.com. And our pick of the week uh, from Switch Cars Inventory is... 2002 BMW M3 Coupe. Factory six-speed manual, and it is in rare white black interior. That's right. It's not gray interior, so it's worth five grand more. Look, you know, I like my gray interior, Doug. I know. (laughs) I'm just stating facts from the resale. The rest of the world hasn't caught up with how cool it is. Does it cost less (laughs) to insure a car with gray interior? (laughs) It's more. Yeah. It's more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Shoot. <laughs> I've got two of them. <laughs> all right. right. Um, our pro- I'm going to do prop of the week first. Uh, prop of the week comes us from our friend John Sabo, who was at the Porsche dealer and spotted a client's car, uh, a Porsche 991 Generation 911 with 250,000 miles what? on it. Wow. People always ask, oh, can you put 100,000 miles on 911? Yes, you can. Uh, the guy, it was the original engine. The guy tracked it regularly. He had snow tires on it. He drove the piss out of it. So um, much respect. It was on its second gearbox. Not a bad deal for 250,000 miles and a PDK transmission that shows how robust they are but yeah props to that guy for driving the snot out of his car hmm. um that's a really fun car to drive that oh, many that's miles. amazing yeah and it i mean just shows like drive it to the track drive it home rinse and repeat that's why people love porsches hmm. um so that is our prop of the week our flop of the week Tesla is recalling 360,000 vehicles with quote-unquote full self-driving feature due to risks it can pose at intersections, says CNN, even if the driver is paying attention and ready to take over control of the car. Quote, the FSD beta system may allow the vehicle to act unsafe around intersections, such as traveling straight through an intersection while in a turn-only lane, entering a stop sign controlled intersection without coming to a complete stop, or proceeding into an intersection during a steady yellow traffic signal without due caution. Wow. I'm like, so what? That's like your average Nissan Altima driver. <laughs> like, not even. That's amateur hours. Steady yellow traffic signal. Like, Altima drivers, hold my beer. I'll run this red. That's not unsafe. Do you see the picture on that Facebook group today with the angry orchard sitting on top of the steering column going 90 on the highway? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. And, and Rob, I think this will make a good question for a future episode. But how in the world does the... You know where I'm going, the complexity of insuring self-driving cars. Like, who yes. actually gets insured? We'll get that. that, that we're not going. He, <laughs> 902. No more cannonball questions. No more Tesla questions. Oh, gosh. Well, Rob, thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, yes. How can people find you, get in touch with you if yeah. they want to sign up for insurance or cancel their policy? What's uh, Tell us about your company. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, we're striking Novak Insurance. We're... Here in Twinsburg, but we write in about five different states around us, and uh, we have multiple carriers. So what we do is we shop the market, make sure you're in the good spot, coverage and pricing. Um, SN-Insure.com yeah. is our website. So yep. find me on LinkedIn, too. Um, I've got claim, claims of the week. Yeah. 
I'm excited I, to check it will that get, out. It'll get different, right? It, it'll be on yes. tic, the TikToks and the YouTubes and stuff soon with, with Ethan's help. Yes. Yes. Um, awesome. Well, thank you, Doug. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you to uh, Rob for being here. Thank you to Ethan and Tyler. Thank you to our sponsors, Boxcast, Nuts for Sticks, Switch Cars, Celebrity Machines, Stephen Holm Woodworking. And uh, our bumper music is provided by Emily and Ivory. You can stream the full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. This episode will be available next Monday in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening and watching, and we'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. as we look forward to edifying, educating, and entertaining you on the drive of your life.